Okay, guys, welcome back to the Take <clears throat> Control Podcast. This is Brandy, Darielle, and Lynn. And we are back. So, how was everybody's weekend? Blah. Yeah. The rain is really like, it's just making me tired. Yeah. I was super sleepy yesterday. We were sitting, me and my friend, we went out to eat, and I was just looking out the window looking stupid. I was sleepy. <laughs> yeah. And rain does make you really tired. I just opened up my windows in my living room. I just laid there and listened to the rain. Oh yeah. Should have played some rain. You should have gotten the move, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, the week was cool, but I'm excited next weekend. I'm going to reconnect with the old friends. So I'm going to do okay. a little traveling and reconnect, so... I'm excited. I can't wait to travel. I need a fucking vacation. But right now, I'm just trying to be patient and just work my ass off. Yeah. I'm going to plan this yeah. trip to Egypt. Ooh, And it's super nice. cheap. Really? A four-star hotel, flight, everything included, is like $1,100 with trip insurance. What? Yes. That's crazy. We're trying to go for May for Ashley's graduation. That is so dope. So... Yeah. Nice. That's definitely something to look forward to. Yeah. We need to do a take control trip. We keep talking about it. We keep talking know. about it. We just need to do it. Yeah. Like Nike. <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, we do. Even if it's in state, we just need to go. I'm ready when y'all are. Before it gets too cold. Yeah. I told y'all, just let me know. I'll tell y'all my weekends. I don't have my kids. I know. Yeah. We, sh- we can go to Pittsburgh and go to a serious game. I'm down. Okay. Pittsburgh ain't far. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> so shout outs. I put what we talking about on there. Hey guys, because <laughs> their last episode had me weak. <laughs> yes, they were funny. <laughs> Not that it was funny that they were having issues. I was really like proud of them for being able to be open and talk about their issues right. on the show. But I think it was, that was dope, the transparency. Yeah. Yeah. It was still funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, that yeah. Was, it was super funny. Um, I want to shout out my best friend, Gabby. She's been listening, and um, so I want to shout her out. I'm hey, so Gabby. excited. She's getting married Ooh, in April. So this is, like, my 23rd. Thousand um, <laughs> the time I'm gonna be a bride. No, I'm moving on up. I'm made of honor, so you know we moving on up. So next, okay. it's gonna be the bride. Move, move. Then after that, I'm gonna be the matron of honor in somebody else's wedding. You know, what I'm saying speak that shit in existence. But no, I love my best friend Gabby, and I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm going to shout out the Green Room Podcast. I was on their podcast. I think a week ago, maybe two. Oh yeah. I was, it was up good. Here. Yeah, I was up here at the station doing some other things and they were coming to record and so I just kind of sat in and then I ended up staying the whole show. So, shout out to them. Hey guys. Um and I also want to shout out one of my friends because um he's going to be our story time story today. This is coming from him. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey friend. Um, uh, social media. Okay, um, I guess that's me. <laughs> I remember uh, now, finally. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Take Control Pod. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. And you can join our Facebook group under Take Control Podcast. And our email is TakeControlPodcast at gmail.com. Alrighty, so we're going to jump into the show. Uh, listener questions. <clears throat> um, I'll read it. Who comes first in a woman or a man's life? The children, the baby dad, baby mom, father or mother, or the husband and wife? 
What do you guys think? Mm. It's hard for me to say because I don't have kids. Yeah, well, as a mom, I'm going to say my kids, which sucks because, well, I'm not married, so whatever. But supposedly the wife and the husband are supposed to come first. Mm -hmm. I don't see that logic. I always feel like the kids should come first. I would want my husband to put our kids before me. Yeah, I think up until a certain age, but like I think that my father would put my mother before us now since we're all adults. Well, not all of us, but the adult children because it's, I, I mean, put first in what? instance like you can only say one person and like you know like what what are we putting (laughs) when you think about like that save my kid right i mean true fair enough even as an adult i need my dad to say i got the most life god willing to live now shit y'all 50s now (laughs) give me a chance give me a fighting chance but um or like who gets served food first like it's just so many different instances like I think it's probably, first of all, why are baby mom, baby dad even in the equation when I have a whole ass wife or husband? Right. So they, I'm probably going to put them at the end. And then, so I guess it's really the toss up between my husband or my kids. And then it's like, what aspect are we talking about? And then Mm -hmm. after that would be after we decide between wife and not wife, husband and kids, then it would be my parent yeah Yeah. and then my baby daddy i guess i don't know this just made me exhausted it's too many people to think about right but i'm going to just use the husband and wife versus the kid example i feel like i will put my husband first unless we're talking about certain aspects of like a sick child or whatever the case may be because i feel like my kids are going to need what they have but i feel like if the structure between my husband and i isn't mm-hmm. if we're not focusing on one another and mm-hmm. loving each other and only putting the kids first right. and not making time for ourselves we're doomed to fail right so and i agree i definitely agree with that in that way yeah but i'm not thinking about it that way right there yeah. wasn't an uproar real quick um like maybe last probably last year the way these fucking months are rolling by <laughs> um where a woman said <laughs> she got a lot of flack from it. She's from Ohio. She's or she was residing in Ohio. She had she said that if her house was burning down and she could only save her husband or her children, she would pick her husband because who's going to help her mourn the loss of her children and that she could always have another child. That was really peculiar. Um, That's weird. You I have another I, husband. Girl, you, I mean, the way these marriages is dropping off. Yeah. <laughs> now, in a situation like that, I'm going to say my kids. Because and I would want my husband to pick my kids. I, yes. I gave you life. Like, I birthed you. You came out of me. I'm, I'm going to pick right. my husband. No. Right. Yeah. No. So. I guess it just depends on which way you're Or I'll just throw it. myself yeah. in. We all can go. Right. We can right. all die together. Right. <laughs> Fuck this shit. We all going down. <laughs> hey, nobody leaving this burning house. You right. hear me? Nobody. Get your ass back in there. Little Jimmy. <laughs> yeah that's kind of that's a weird question um yeah yeah I, 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 yeah, yeah i don't <laughs> i don't know next question <laughs> um the next question was how would you handle your boyfriend's ex-wife still coming to functions for example coming to his mom's house for easter mother's day etc with an invite from his mother and the child between the two are 21 is 21 whoa hmm I would be like, bitch, move on. But I don't, I'm not really super bothered. Like, yeah. So I would, to me, she would look more so desperate than anything because I'm like, girl, I guess it's all different because some people, unfortunately, they don't have 
mothers and fathers still around and they have latched on and this is their family. Maybe they've been married for like two decades or, you know, I don't know what the case may be. Maybe they grew up together. Maybe this is like a, a second daughter to her. I'm mm-hmm. speaking from my boyfriend's mother, you know, perspective. But I, it would be weird, I guess, but I would want her to like come out and reach <laughs> out and have a relationship with me so it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. And so I know for a fact she's still not just lurking around because she wants my man. Yeah. yeah. You know? I agree. Like, I would want her to set that up. Um, so I'm just going to use me, for example, and then my mom, for an example. So my mom and my dad were never married, mm-hmm. but they were together for a long period of time and they were young. So, like, they mm-hmm. basically grew up together. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandma kind of took me and my mom in. So after, like, even after my mom was married and my dad was married like my mom was still invited around Mm -hmm. her husband was invited around Mm -hmm. my sisters are invited around and even my mom's family like my mom's sister or my aunt will come around too so in that type of situation i can understand it makes sense um and then me for example like my child's father he doesn't have family like Mm -hmm. and a little bit of family he has they're not close they don't get together they don't have any functions or anything like that so I always feel obligated to invite him mm-hmm. to our functions, not mm-hmm. just because we have kids or because he's close on my family. But then again, it's not like we both went and moved on. So in that case, I don't know how I would feel. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just it's like a lot of variables that are involved, I think. But yeah. I think in order for me to be OK, with well, she got to come in. Yeah. Make a I, relationship. I see, yeah. If you have a relationship, the child's. The, the mother and then the new person and have a relationship. I would see nothing wrong with that. But if you're just coming around, you're just being invited, I would have a problem. And you giving me stank looks and yeah. you're not talking to me trying to and making me feel uncomfortable. Or if my boyfriend's mother is like putting preference over her, then to me, then it's like, oh, we all got to have a sit down. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. I Like you, I don't <clears> feel <throat> like I'm easily bothered and like my whole entire life is blended amongst my mm-hmm. sister's dad, my dad, my mom's right, right. boyfriend, everything. So I, it, everything's blended. So I feel like if it was an issue where the mom, like you said, had, you know, held her to some kind of higher standard, didn't really make me feel welcomed, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, then I would feel a way about it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably something that we need to address. But if that's your, you know, your family dynamic where everybody can be in one room and be cool, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see the problem with it. No. Well, mm-hmm. I would say to the lady that sent us the question if it makes you feel uncomfortable you need to have a conversation with your partner first and foremost Mm -hmm. and then go from there but it's not really her i don't think she should have to go to the mom and say something no No. Mm -mm. i I definitely think it's something that you would address with your partner and then they present it to the parent yeah um or i if she feels comfortable enough it's not necessarily her place but i'm all for resolutions if you feel or i shouldn't say her place it's not really her responsibility but i'm all for solutions like i said go speak to her hi mm-hmm. how you doing yeah you try know. to build some sort yeah. of common ground doesn't have to be a friendship but at least be cordial to and where then you if see that her. bitch act funny smacker <laughs> right like if she you know what i mean if she comes around she's not disrespectful but y'all really don't have a conversation or anything yeah. like that mm-hmm. you know go say hi but mm-hmm. if she gives you the side eye and shit like mm-hmm. that, then no, just take it up with your man. Yeah. yeah. And smack her. <laughs> <laughs> smack that bitch. Um, the last question. Do you think someone ignoring you is a sign or is a form of abuse? You know, I looked at this question earlier and it, it made me wonder for a second. I would say 
it would be dependent op- upon the person. Like mm-hmm. if I'm a person where you know that I'm easily affected by you ignoring me mm-hmm. or I'm really bothered by it, mm-hmm. I'm really hurt by it, and mm-hmm. you use that as a means to control a situation mm-hmm. or be vindictive towards mm-hmm. me, then yes, I think it's abuse. Yeah. I think it's very manipulating sometimes because I'm a type of person, I hate to be ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I have noticed in the past when my partners know that and when they want to be manipulative, even if they're in the wrong and I get upset at them and like they're the dead ass, the one like, you know, with wrong. their hands yeah. caught in the cookie drawer and I get pissed about the situation. They'll in turn like ignore me. And then I, you know, so I hate being ignored. So then I'm the one that ends like up reaching out to wrong. them. Yeah. And right. I'm the one that's trying to mend something. When if we just take this shit back a few steps, you were the one in the wrong. And I think that's so manipulative. And I do feel like that is a form of, I don't know if I want to say abuse, because I know abuse just carries such a heavy, you know, such a heavy weight to it. But it's messed up to yeah. me, for sure. It's you definitely know? a mental mind. Yeah, it's very thing. manipulative. And yeah. I hate when people manipulate situations. Like, that is a pet peeve of mine. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so jumping into our hot topics, <laughs> Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was so weak. <laughs> <laughs> After I seen you tagged us, I went and hashtagged, and I'm up at like three in the morning just looking at all the videos. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck happened? And I was so confused because the videos didn't really tell yeah, show nobody you really got a good angle or anything like that. I feel like I don't understand why people are so upset at Cardi. I don't necessarily agree with the whole thing y'all fighting at an or an attempted fight at a very formal formal event upscale um but at the same time cardi's gonna cardi cardi is gonna be cardi b she's never once since we've seen her when she started on social media it's 11 hip-hop to now she's never once changed who she is Mm -hmm. period so i'm not surprised that she did what she did and i'm also not mad at her because just like I was talking to my best friend about it. I said, you know what I mean? If somebody do something to your kids, all best is off. I, I feel like if I was a parent and somebody brought my kid into some shit, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know what I mean? At that point, I don't give a fuck because right. kids are innocent. And I was talking to my friend. I'm like, that's just like if somebody says something to your kids or says something about your kids or whatever the case may be. And we at the football game. Bitch, you're not going to care that we at the football game. You're going to be ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. It's not the time or place. But at the end of the day, if that's your opportunity to see that person mm-hmm. and address it, that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really mad at Cardi. And I do feel like Nikki does a lot of shit behind the scenes mm-hmm. yes. that people don't know about as mm-hmm. far as the artist she don't like mm-hmm. or is in competition with. Yep. And she throws a lot of shade. So mm-hmm. you like the post about me being a bad mom. What's up? Period. Yeah. Like... Yeah, no, I I agree. Cause at first, I was just kind of like, I never even knew what the original beef was. Not mm-hmm. that it was so fucking stupid, right? But then, I tweeted this early. I woke up this morning like, cause something kind of similar happened to me. I woke up like, oh, she had her fucked up. Like, I don't play about my kids either. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fuck who you are, where you right. are, family, friend, not. It's it's gonna be a problem. Like I do not play about my kids, so it's kind of like I understand completely where she was coming from. It's kind of like when it's that type of situation, it's never a wrong place, wrong time, yeah. and that's just how I feel. And it's just like like you said, Nicki Minaj is a lot of shady shit, but then she tries to put on this innocent role to the world. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I and you know what? I have a couple points that I really do want to touch on. One, Nikki's a bird. She gets mm-hmm. on my fucking nerves. She can tweet all day about Big Dick Safari and Travis and Kylie, but now she's mute now. Mm-hmm. Now she just wants to post these glamorous pictures. Like, bitch, you're a bird. Like, I I need that same energy round the clock. Yeah. So I need you to start running your mouth on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, I need that uh, talking shit about Cardi. Like, I want that. Because right now, you just wavering. You do certain, certain shit to certain people. Like, I can't respect it yeah. at all. She's scared. Another thing is, Cardi's going to fucking Cardi. Like Brandy said, like, she's going to be exactly who she is. And someone tweeted, like, Cardi is authentically herself. That's something majority of adults of advanced age will never be, will never have to be, um, will never have the courage to be. And I agree. Yeah. She's herself. Whether I feel like whether we're at an upscale event, whether we're at, you know, on the corner in the Bronx, she's going to be exactly who she is. I'm tired of seeing people talking about how ghetto it is, how it's tacky, how she should be doing more and wondering how these white people at, you know, Fashion Week are thinking like white motherfuckers don't scrap too. Exactly. (laughs) Like, Asian people don't get it working. Like, fighting isn't a color thing. We got videos of Asian people popping people with broomsticks and shit in the nail salon. Fighting isn't a color thing. We just maybe knuck and buck a little bit more More. often. Right. Because that's just how we are. But people, you got soccer dads fighting. People get it cracking. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we live in a world now where, again, people were like talking about how unprofessional she was in this and the third. They don't give a fuck about that. Cardi started fighting people. She's been beating bitches up since loving hip hop. So what what do y'all expect? Right. Right. Exactly. And and they're like, oh, this is going to mess her up. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because this is who she's. And so she is. And but it's just like, like <laughs> how much is a, per- a person supposed to take? Like you right. can only keep yeah. being a bigger person, letting so it slide much. so many fucking times. So many times before if you, you keep catch pushing my buttons, don't get mad about how I fucking yeah. react. Yeah. And then, you, you know catch me at the right time. I'm drunk. The only thing <laughs> I do wanna I would hope that Cardi learns from this and I feel like she has a thick skin, but maybe not. Like mm-hmm. the career that you have with being a celebrity, you're gonna get so much negativity. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I you agree. have to you have to build a wall around that and ignore right. it. You know what I mean? You can't let it get you down. Don't let these people see you sweat. Right. Because you know I've seen something where people were talking about like putting a story together about how you know she's so uneducated that she didn't go back to do her research to see that Nikki never said nothing about who the fuck are you to say that she's uneducated? Right. You don't yeah. know what that girl done did prior to right. being a celebrity or whatever the case may be. So it's like I just want her to be able to have a thick skin yeah and take that shit with a grain of salt I know she's a Libra she's cause a, I ain't yeah, gonna, that's not gonna be the last time spell. somebody say something about her being a mother or uh-huh. her kid right I mean isn't, that's just Cardi going Cardi yeah <laughs> I'm not mad at that and then again you big and bad enough to talk shit so when I step to you what's up like, exactly right. and you, she's like come here no I'm not coming over there you can hear Nikki in the background like da 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 like I just wish she would've ran up on her when when it was a little bit less people around so yeah. somebody really was like ass. somebody said something like she should've just um, walked by her act like nothing was wrong as soon as she got got by her like cracked her upside the head with a bottle yeah. or something I was like yeah she should've snuck her ass yeah, yeah. it's okay it, they're gonna fight again I'm sure I hope so <laughs> I hope so, and I hope Cardi whooped that ass. Whoop that ass, <laughs> and she and Cardi said what she had to say on her Instagram post. So yeah, I, I can't be mad at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. So let's talk about Nas, y'all. Fine ass Nas. Damn, I was on Nas' side from the beginning, not because he's fine, because I'm not all 
googly over him like everybody else, but I just didn't believe her. But you googly over Drake. That's crazy. I know. It's, it, I don't know. It's not about. The I don't look. know. Yeah. It's, it's not about that. Just, I don't know. Just because he released these statements doesn't mean that either one of them are like. There's probably truth to both of their both statements. Of it, yeah. Mm-mm. They probably both crazy as shit. Bat shit crazy. They had this crazy love affair. They probably fighting each other. Fighting each other. They was probably really getting it in. I could see Khalees being a little bit vindictive. Even though she seems like she's a modern day hippie, I can see her being like, no. I mean, I saw that thing about like, and after we got married, I, after we got divorced, I still had to date you <laughs> to see my kids. And I'm like, this bitch, Khalees is crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she is batshit crazy. I think they both have had their moments where they did shit that they had no yeah. business doing and that it has mm-hmm. affected their ability to co-parent. Yeah. And I can only imagine how hard it is to co-parent with mm-hmm. someone that you did have this fiery relationship with, that you did have this like intense, passionate relationship yeah. with. And I could see it being where something like, because there is situations where a nigga ain't just beating your ass, but like he may push you or choke you up or something. And that is kind of like abuse. So yeah. I, could, I could see that. But not just him just flat out whooping her ass. Girl, a nigga choking you is abuse. Like, That's what I said. <laughs> oh, I said that. I'm you like, think I he's said, like, which oh, is abuse, oh, but oh. it's not like, I'm just like, y'all, like, we fighting each other. You yeah. hit him, I don't know he choked you. you. Yeah. That's yeah. still abuse, but not just, I'm he just, just coming out. Like, he just yeah. gonna hold it up and be like, bitch. Yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's more of a, like, a back and forth type right. of deal. It's, like, y'all yeah. both kind of, you know. I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I thought you said. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see them both. I think they both had their yeah their wrongdoings yeah. in this. I, I just wish that, I agree with you guys, it's probably her story, his story, and the truth is some probably a combination of both. I just wish that he would have did an interview versus a seven-page post because it was just too much to read. Oh, my it God. Was, but I still read that shit. Yeah. I, as soon as I did, I put it in the chat so y'all could read it, but I'm like, this shit is a lot. Oh like, Nas, baby, what is you doing? I, yeah, I just wish I just wish we would have got an interview um, instead of a post. Yes. So Drake and Meek Mill made up. How do yes. about it? I think that just makes Nikki look stupid. I don't know what about oh, Nikki. Oh, makes Nikki even look more stupid (laughs) somebody said let me find this (laughs) Meek and Drake squashing the beef shows that everyone's life get better after they leave Nicki Minaj alone (laughs) (laughs) and and it looks so genuine like they were both cheesing from ear to ear I used to be so anti Meek I don't know why I just always thought he was kind of a bird like he seemed like type Mm -hmm. of nigga that'll leak your nudes after y'all break up Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) I really lately have been fucking with Meek yeah I think I think Jail did a lot for him, maybe. Yeah. I um, agree. Or I mean he could have been this way prior to right. and it just wasn't brought to the surface. Um, I'm happy that they made up. I think that this is a great thing, uh, for music and for them personally. Um Yeah, shout out to them. I kinda forgot they were beefing though. I mean <laughs> I, I thought it was honestly I didn't know that there was like a serious beef. I thought it, it was, was just a rap beef. Right. No. So I mean Meek was saying some foul shit about Drake. Drake honestly is the bigger person. Drake is such able- a positive person. Uh, but he is he's he's the bigger person yeah. in reality because mm-hmm. all the shit that Meek was spitting was kinda like, all right now. Yeah. Like I remember some of it, but I don't remember. I think like- he talked about the fact that he got that Drake got pissed on at the movie theater. By, and that okay, he yeah, got slapped you- up by Diddy. Like he was just really running all the tea. 
Yeah. Hmm. Well, messy me. That's I'm, what I'm gonna I'm call them. I'm happy for them, but it's just kind of like Drake. Like we spent all this time hating these people for you, and just for you to be their friend. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why you can't get too invested. invested. Well, <laughs> it's like when you're it's like when your girl be like, I'm done with that nigga. Like, yes, fuck that nigga. We over him. And then yeah. they go back together. Be like, bitch. bitch. <laughs> like, I just helped you key his car. I just helped you beat up his baby mama. I and just you back you. with the nigga. Can I just say that I love that we've been in unison lately? <laughs> yeah, we have definitely been in unison. <laughs> Our ad libs have been on point Hilarious. together. Hilarious. I don't know. So now I'm wondering if him and Pusha T are ever going to make up because I always feel like such a traitor when I listen to Pusha T's album. Mm. It's so good. It's good though, right? Yes. I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think Pusha T is in wants to make up. Yeah. I think they're in like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Not publicly at least. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but little Duval, whatever his name is, he had made this statement basically saying like, you know Once I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, yeah once I'm done it. with you, I'm done with you. So he basically didn't see the point of them making up or he thought he was saying like that's just not how I would move. Yeah. I don't agree with that because if we have a friendship and I believe them two did have a friendship actually, like a genuine yeah, friendship. So and if I've ex- shared those certain experiences with you, I'm the type of person will never, ever truly fall out because once I love you, I'll always love you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, whether it be a partner, a friend, family member, like, unless you do some really foul-ass shit to me, then, I mean, yeah. life is too short to hold that grudge. Yeah. But I like how men can just, like, fight and make up and bitches just be catty. Oh, yeah, fun. when I hate, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If we ain't never been cool and established that, bitch, I, I got bitches I still hate from five niggas from, ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't catch me dead in a room with them bitches. <laughs> I think if you, like, really meant, like, if you were really a friend and we fell mm-hmm. out, I think it's a relationship that can be mended. I actually have a friend where we have been cool ever since middle school. Mm-hmm. And we fell out um, maybe, <clears throat> like... 2012-ish, 2011-ish, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, she was still friends with Ashley. And so one day we all went out to dinner and I was just like, look, I don't even care what we was mad about. I don't, I don't care. I'm sorry. I apologize. And we've been good ever since. That's so good. I think I can't wait to, till the show's over and I ask you who. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Don't yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, and it was like nothing ever happened. Yeah. It was like right before she had got married. I went oh, to the wedding and good. all that. So everything That's just like, and now on the weekends we cook a Sunday dinner for each other. And see, <laughs> and you see how it's like, right? It's like you it can, you can let it go. It's some point in some cases. There's no point to hold a grudge. Now, if I really ain't fuck with you, and you just did some shit that mm-hmm. I just it rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, we don't have, we yeah. don't have to Mm-mm. speak. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it just depends on the relationship. Okay. Um. <laughs> I didn't see this one. What are some things? <laughs> what are some things that made you realize that you might be digmatized? I don't know why I put this on here because the thing I want to say is so gross. You gotta say it. No, you gotta say no. Yeah, you put it on there. You gotta. Say you have it. to say it. Okay, let me go last. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been digmatized, but what I will say is that no. <laughs> Really? It's so sad for you. It's like, no, actually, I'm I happy. I believe that after you, what you told me before uh, about something else. Damn, we got to talk about, what did I tell? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I feel like I've been attached to somebody because of the feelings. Mm-hmm. 
that I had and then I felt like the sex was just amazing because, it was of, the the because of the feelings mm-hmm. but then after we stopped dealing with each other and then I you know double back I'm like this shit ain't even good for real like mm-hmm. but it was because I had lost feelings so I don't right. ever feel like the dick just kept me attached to a nigga like you can get dick any- you can get great dick anywhere in my experience sorry ladies <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad someone can say that with I mean, confidence I agree I feel like it's, for me I think it's a combination of feelings and great sex yeah I think it's a combination but you have to have it, there has to be a starting point here like I'm not going to get like come on now I need certain levels to be met <laughs> I need certain lifts and girths to be <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I don't care if you. Mm-mm. I don't care how good you treat me. If you got a micro penis, I don't think our sex is going to be any. Yeah. You know. Like, mm. The I guess things that I realize that I do and I'm really enjoy a man and all of that is like I don't know. Like I'll set an alarm for when he leaves the club <laughs> to make sure I'm up. <laughs> I'll do that. Um, I may drive in the middle of the night. I may leave your door unlocked. Leave my door unlocked. I may give you the passcode to my garage just to make sure. I may I may stay at your house while you go out. <laughs> Wait, I've done that before. I'm keep waking. I'm like, damn, this looks good. <laughs> Sleep with your phone on your face. Yeah, I may do that. <laughs> I may put my phone on do not disturb but have your number as emergency bypass so regardless you getting through to me have one of your favorites yeah have one of my favorites you know I may I don't know I may look at your friends I know you're going out with your friends and maybe you don't post on social media I may look at their page you know what I've I've done all that that maybe no because he was he was a good guy but I think I was digmatized. I'm not going to say no names. We can talk about it after. But <laughs> I did some stupid ass shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I would go back to that just for the sake. So maybe I was digmatized. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, we've all been. But you know what? I feel like all those things I've listed. I also loved and cared about these yeah, people. Yeah. Like, it was I a think combination it's, for Yeah, it's me. a combination. So like whether... I, I I did that even if I knew we wasn't going to kick it that night like that. Even the cuddle. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like that shit I would do just to be up yeah. in your face. So, yeah. I don't know. That's really good. I, I would like to hear a woman that is strictly just getting... It's just the dick. The, no feelings. She, no feelings involved. No texts. No dating. What length she's going for it. Mm. So, share your story. No, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. This is great content here. Come on. (laughs) No, thank you. All right. Okay. Um, Okay, so this was the last hot topic. Why do women hate guys that are too nice, lame, that text us all the time, Mm who want to see us all the time? Just go get a man. Let me read yeah, it. Yeah, read it, because... I'll find the actual post. I don't know okay. who's into the chat, but... Uh, I gotta find it. <sighs> I think um, what oh, it was found saying... It. Okay. Okay. She said, do y'all ever notice how we hate lame niggas? And I put nice, because we always say they're too nice, but okay. people consider them lame niggas, I guess. So, um, do y'all notice how we hate lame niggas who send us... Thoughtful texts who call us all the time, who want to take us to dinner all the time, who buys us flowers, 
but we go for assholes who does none of that just to get him to then, no, just to get with him and try to force him to be that lame nigga that we hate. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, speaking for the old me, because that is no longer me, as of probably a few weeks ago, <laughs> I've decided to change over leaf and actually give the nice guys a try. I think it was more so, I mean, the the assholes, the cocky, the arrogant man, which I've said since day one that I am madly, unfortunately, in love with, but no longer am I. Um, they're just exciting. They have all this fun. They have these, like, charming personalities they don't do weird shit like they are just like they're just a great time to be around mm-hmm. like they just give off this great energy it's just a vibe when you with them it just feels like it's kind of somewhat a challenge mm-hmm. like it's a challenge you know whereas you get a good guy and fucking like i said he treats every single girl like she's the last rose in the fucking garden like this is what you do for everyone you're just nice to everyone is there anything special about me that this is a connection like what is what is this so but now as i have grown and matured i do want the nice guy because it's just like i I, emotionally i don't want to go through that to trying to to turn someone into Mm -hmm. what I want them to be because you have this asshole who puts his happiness before your own. And that is emotionally too much for me at this point in my life. I've experienced it way too much because you're the one putting his happiness before your own, but he's putting his happiness before yours. And it's always you trying to like run up underneath him and like show him your worth and show him that you're like, it's like a show and tell. Like, <laughs> okay, Liz. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm like, I can't take it. I'm just saying, it's like you're constantly <laughs> trying to prove this man that you're worth it. Yeah. Wow. And it's too much. And you don't deserve that. You need to meet a man or be with the man that knows you are worth it. And that's going to go to those lengths and instants to, like, show you that. You need to meet a man that is going to send you flowers because it's Tuesday, not because he got caught fucking up. Yeah. Go ahead, Brady. I'm going to cry. I'm just being serious. I had to come to that revelation. It was really hard for me, too. I mean, I I still don't feel like I don't give nice guys a chance. I mean, there are some nice guys I have crossed paths with, and I just wasn't interested. It's not because you're too nice. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't wasn't interested. It wasn't it for me. Right. So, I don't feel like I, I just don't give nice guys a try. I don't feel like that's the case. But like I said before, I feel like sometimes the niceness comes off way too eager. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's levels. It's we gotta get there. It's I not don't want to go on one day and then it's good morning, babe. Yes, I miss you. Yes, I want to see you. Yeah. It was one day. Yeah. Like I don't even really know your middle name. I, yeah. you know what I mean. You so just it's, seem desperate. Yeah, it's a it's a process. So, and then I, I like a, a balance of both because, like I said, sometimes I feel like nice guys are just a little too nice. If we're arguing, I don't always want you to just be like. I don't want you to <coughs> initially be like. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. How can I make it right? Mm-hmm. Give me a little pushback. Right. You know what I mean? And, right. and then apologize or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. just. And then, like I said, if you're a nice guy, go get you a woman that wants nice guys. Don't approach me because you think I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you really don't know my personality because mm-hmm. I could be a bitch. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Go get a woman that likes. Right. Nice guys. Yeah. I think, I don't think we ever talk about it, but nice guys like bitches. Yeah. Like. like 
it's amazing. Like, I can treat you. Like, I'm just not saying I'm a bitch, but I can kind of be, you know, yeah. trash. And it's like, wow, you you want you want me to you're trying to turn me into this nice woman yeah. instead of just give you a nice girl from the start. I am a nice girl. But, you know, yeah, I got a little trash to it's me. It's a balance. We have, yeah. There's a balance between me being trash and me being the super sweet. Woman. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Go, go get the kind of woman that you look. Yeah. For. Go get you a house in a prairie bro. Don't come around here. I always say, if you got to clean me up, leave me be. Basically. How you feel, Dear, Are you okay? <laughs> Y'all, I'm ready to just go home. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Anyways. I don't, what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's hot. Anyways. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the statement is true. Because I find myself talking to these assholes and I'm like, why don't you give me flowers? Why don't you take me on a date? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it pisses me off because there are plenty of guys who are willing to do that and I ignore them. Like, so I don't know. I've tried giving a nice guy a chance and like we went on this quote unquote date. And right before the event, I had a terrible day. And when I had a terrible day, I shut down. I don't really say too much. And so he was the whole night. Why are you being mean to me? Why are you being mean to me? Why did you talk to me? Why? And it's just like, bruh, shut the fuck up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not being mean to you. It's mm-hmm. nothing personal. I'm not doing this and that. It's just like, you're being too a uh, fucking crybaby. I can't. Like, I'm the type of person, like, I want the nice gestures and all that. But I also need somebody who is going to check me. Because I know I am one of those... People where, like, I would try to walk over you. I would try to be the boss. I would try to control the situation. It's like, I need to tone that down. So I need somebody who's going to make me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that makes sense. It's a balance. I think you need to find out. And I feel like the <coughs> assholes that we meet and run into, just like the tr- assholes women and men alike, for the right person, they're not an asshole. Or they yeah. or they have that, that balance. And if you are dealing with someone that doesn't have that balance or is not giving you those both sides, like checking you, but still being sweet and loving and nurturing, then you're dealing with the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think Lynn just put it into perspective because I don't want somebody where I have to force you and and cry and beg for you to treat me with the amount of respect that I deserve. Like it's niggas out here that don't even understand the basics. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm. You're trying to force it out of somebody Nobody's doing that shit. Like, no, I'm just not doing it. So I I do think that women probably should look beyond, like, those basic qualities that we want in somebody. Like, I always say, I'm big on looks. I have to be attracted to Mm -hmm. you. That could be something I might need to change my outlook on. Yeah, you might not be the finest thing to me. Right. But your personality trumps that, which makes you attractive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I agree. I think it's something that we definitely should probably I think so too, yeah. And just a quick note, um, because you say we don't share anything personal, so I'll share this little tidbit. I was talking to an old friend of mine, and he had just really broke it down to me. Like, you know, like, and it's what made me really, like, want to mature and really date someone that really does care about me and puts my happiness first. Because like he was like, Lynn, you know what? No one is going to make you as happy as I am. No one's going to care about your happiness or prioritize you. No one's going to make sure that you're good, regardless of whatever situation, like I am. Like, I care about you. I want to progress and make your life better. And 
And I feel like you can be the woman to do the same with my life. And I'm like, damn, you really like me. You really give a fuck about me. And here I am so shocked by it because it's like we spend so much time trying to show and prove to these men that we are worthy of these things. But in reality, there's men that already think that. So, ladies, you don't got to prove yourself. Yeah. A real one sees it from the jump. Yeah. And you know we we always we always like get on men about saying that oh you ain't never gonna find nobody like me you ain't never gonna find mm-hmm. better da, da, da. you know on the flip side and the more positive side to that like you said the guy told you like you're not gonna find anybody that cares about you the like way I, I you're right it's you. yeah like, it was more so like it's not about a bragging thing yeah it's more so like there's no one that is gonna care about your happiness to the way that I care not the hoe you're not gonna find nigga that's yeah. gonna do it was not even on no like ego thing it was on some more vulnerability like. I really fuck with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, you do? <laughs> you know, and he right. was like, from the first day I met you three years ago, like, I knew you were going to be my wife. Aww. And you see what I'm saying? A, a man I'm knows. Like, like they knew? know. I was in a little bikini <laughs> strutting around. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, that's going to be my wife? <laughs> well, damn. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see y'all. We just said it. You was I just want to say that, Lynn, you have me all of my feelings right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't even know how to carry on for the rest of the show. <laughs> Girl, listen. I had to be in my feelings, but so everyone got to everyone got to feel this shit. <sighs> I'm gonna go drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so <laughs> any Moving questions, on. guys? You know, <laughs> send them to the email takecontrolpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into the show. So today we just wanted to discuss the black experience as far as like the family dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. One of the bigger issues that people told us they wanted to hear us talk about was the whole making your child pay rent, kicking your kids out of 18. The things that you I, I can't speak for any other race of people, but I feel like amongst the black community, you see that a lot. When mm-hmm. it's 18, you either college, military or you got to get out. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as early as I mean, even old enough to work a job, parents want you to pay them rent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just wanted to share our ideas and kind of touch on that topic for a little bit for the mm-hmm. remainder of the show. Uh, the first thing that we had on here was the actual kicking your child out at eighteen. How do you feel about that? Um, I just I don't think my parents did that to me. Um, I was kind of just like, all right, I don't want to be up in here no more. So I'm just going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just did that. And looking back, I'm like, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I would have took my time. But um, as a mother, I would not kick my kids out of 18. I would let them leave when they're ready. Because mm-hmm. I want them to be stable and in a in a good space financially and know that they're responsible to be on their own. Yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't do it to my kids, but at the same time, I you could it just couldn't be a free ride, you know. After eighteen, just because I'm not always going to be here, unfortunately, right? To be your safety net, so I want to be able to equip you with skills, or I want you to be saving money. I need to know like what's our game plan here. You mm-hmm. can stay rent free here, but I need to make sure that you're still progressing in life, right? You know, mm-hmm. like you're saving money, or you got a plan, or we can come up with a plan together. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. Um, enable my child and them to become too dependent on me because like right. I'm not going to be here forever and my parents weren't like that I just had to get the hell out the house no I agree <laughs> and, and I want to say like my, I feel like my parents enable me 
so bad. Like, well, my mom, she didn't really know how to do hair. She didn't really know how to cook and things Mm. like that. And when she got with my stepdad, like, you know, he had money. So we got to go out to eat and go shopping and do all those things. And Mm. we had people come clean our house. So it was like, she didn't have to do those things. She never taught me. So then once I turned 18, she's kind of like, you need to be more dependent. I mean, independent. And I'm like, what? Right. Why? Right. Like, you've been doing all of this shit. Right. You've Mm -hmm. been doing all of this shit all this time. Now I'm 18. Now all of a sudden you want me to change? Like, fuck that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I I can't, I I get where you're coming from. Like, I want to prepare my kids to be able to do that because I feel like I've struggled even now. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm almost 30. I've struggled or I've moved back with my parents a couple times after moving out because I really was not prepared to live on my own or do things on my own. And even to this day, I started a new job. What did my mom do? Oh, here's my credit card. Go buy you some clothes. Mm -hmm. Took me shopping. I didn't ask her to do those things, but it's just like, she still does things for me. So it's just like, I know if something goes wrong, I have you to fall back on. Right. Which is a good feeling to have. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's that safety net. And it can be like, it it is enabling. It's almost like, okay, I can go off and try to fly, but I know right here there's a net. So I'm not really afraid to fly. But at the same time, it's enable. It could be enabled. I'm cool with falling. Right. right. I'm, I'm cool, cool with cool falling. Right. I'm cool with failing. Yeah. Where yeah. some people, they're go- they're they don't have any safety net, so it's like it's do or die. Yeah. And two, it's just like I find myself too when I get in a shitty situation, I freak out. I mm-hmm. cry. I'm just so emotional because it's mm-hmm. like I'm not used to. I don't want to say failing, but it's just I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I and see, I'm the same way though, but I don't freak out. I can like. My, I'm very optimistic, but my optim I always say my optimism sometimes teeter the lines of delusion because nothing really because I'm like, well, what's the worst thing happen? Like I can always like if I fail, I'm like, oh, I'll get it back or I'll figure mm-hmm. it out or I'll call my dad and we'll make like there's nothing that I feel like right. scares me, which I think you need to have a healthy fear of life because life happens, but it's like, uh. There's nothing that could really happen at this point in time that'll just really shake me off because I know I have my the support of my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know for me, I definitely wouldn't kick my kids out at 18. Um, I know that I did not move out of my mom's house. I think I was 26, mm-hmm. maybe 27, is when I first moved and got my own place. And, um, it was cool, but I feel like you said having a plan for your kids. Like, okay, if you're going to stay here, we need to have a plan. You need to save. You mm-hmm. need to make sure X, Y, and Z is straight, like your credit, different mm-hmm. things like this, before you do go out on your own. Because I feel like my parents didn't really equip me with the knowledge to go out here and handle everything by myself. Because once I did it, it was a struggle for me. And I'm mm-hmm. just now kind of coming out of that where I have a handle on things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would be important to, if you're going to allow your kids to stay with you, ha- make sure they have a plan about mm-hmm. saving and yes. different things like that. Mm-hmm. I know someone where he lived at home until he got married. Mm-hmm. And then that's when him and his wife moved in together. Mm-hmm. But his parents set him up to where he was able to take on those responsibilities as a man providing for a woman mm-hmm. and a soon-to-come baby right. um, without having to rely on somebody else. Right. So I, I do feel like my parents didn't really prepare me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked in things like that, but I wasn't as responsible as I should have been with saving my money, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, making sure my credit was straight and all of that. Like, it was just kind of like, okay, 
you're here. You know, you could just give me X amount of dollars for this, but mm-hmm. you know, you always got a roof over your head if you need it, mm-hmm. but you really don't know how to do with life. Right. And so, and I, I remember now looking back, I remember like times where like after my mom bought her house, she, you know, had different issues going on financially um, where she had to get herself back on track. So it's, again, that continuous cycle. I don't think anybody ever really taught her. She just kind of right. taught herself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of trickles down the line. Yeah. So I, I definitely wouldn't kick my kids out at 18. <clears throat> no. I wouldn't either. Not necessarily wouldn't want them to pay rent either. Um, I think when I lived with my parents, they didn't make me pay rent. But, I mean, she expected me to buy my own, like, toilet paper mm-hmm. and see, shit like that. What but. I would possibly do is I would make them pay me a quote-unquote rent um, as long as I was financially stable and I didn't need them to actually pay rent. But mm-hmm. then at this point in time, they would pay me rent either. I would put it in like um, a savings for them so when they moved out, they could get this lump sum back. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of be as like a savings kind of thing or I would take this money and we would invest it in different stocks and bonds or I would put it, you know, in IRA. Like, we would come up together where, you know, you just can't be shitting around in my house. Yeah, right. You got to do something. Like, because at the same time, which I think we can discuss this furthermore, like, the people that did have to get it out the mud and get it on their own, they have a completely different mentality than the, those that have been fed with the silver spoon. Yeah. It's a whole completely different worth ethic ethic it's a completely different hustle about them because yeah. they there is no safety net right. so they just really go for it yeah and it's like i always talk to my my dad about it. i'm like you know before i have kids i need to figure out how to like simulate like somehow simulate a struggle for my kids so they can understand it and be able to get it out the mud even though they don't have to and yeah. i and i i tee their back and forth with that because my mother no one was ever kicked out of the house in my um in my mother and her upbringing like no one was ever kicked out of the house you didn't you know you know whatever you needed you can stay there until my one aunt stayed there forever yeah mm-hmm. my other father my father it was like okay it's time for you to go time for you to be a man and my father is a hustler like he's going to get it however because that's all he knows like yeah. he's going to get it how he gets it same with my aunt like all of his siblings whereas my mother and her siblings it's just two completely different things so i'm like when i have kids i got to figure out the way to like simulate like kind of come up with like where they feel like it's a struggle yeah but it's not yeah so and and like you say i i feel like my optimism kind of tears on delusional sometimes because i don't worry about things and another transparent story like i lost my car one time mm-hmm. like they repossessed it because i wasn't paying it being irresponsible with my money. I was like paying it a month behind, one mm-hmm. month turning two. They right. came and got my car. And my mom was like, What the fuck are you gonna do? How are you gonna get to work? And I was like, I don't fucking know, I'll figure it out. Like I was yeah. like, I didn't even care. Like yeah. I really didn't care. It was yes. just like either I'm gonna get the car back or I'm not. Yeah, not like, even thinking, fuck. Like, like mom, it's not that big of a deal. I'll figure it out. Right. Not even thinking like, well bitch, that's how you get to work every day. So yeah. now how you gonna get to work? Like right. yeah. you know what I mean? But so, it's that being so optimistic optimistic that you were like girl you delusional as shit yeah you know exactly. just like when i got kicked out of college i'm like i'll just get back in and people are like <laughs> how you gonna get back in right? i like i'll figure i mean i did but it's just like it just it wasn't it didn't it should have been a much it should have been a bigger priority it should have been a bigger priority <laughs> It should have felt like your world is coming down. And I'm just like, bro, get the fuck off my back. <laughs> Basically. Because y'all stressing me out now. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, she literally, I think uh, she called and she was like, are you at home? I'm like, yeah. She's like, where's your car? 
I don't fucking know. They must have came and got it. (laughs) 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 That was my exact response. I don't know. They must have came and got it. She's like, Brandy, what the fuck? I'm like, what do you want me to do, mom? It's Sunday. Like, I I can't do anything. (laughs) I'm the same way. Like, bro, I don't stress. It's a good, it's a good quality to have. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it's like, I just need that quality to chill out. Right. You know, like if it's apocalypse and some shit like that, then cool. Cause you know, I'm going to be calm, cool, collective. Cause I'm like, y'all, what the fuck? We can't do shit about it now. Right. It's apocalypse. What the fuck? Get your ass up here. There's some zombies walking by. Like, let's plan better. But this time when your back is up against the wall and it's like, you know what I'm saying? What time I was back in the, back in the fucking police car. This is a more transparency. And I'm just like, so I was like, I mean, you know, because I mean, if this happens to get to my record, I would see my going to get my real estate license anyway. So this is a sign from God. If I do get charged with this charge and I got to, you know, quit my job because I can't have any <laughs> charges. Like, I'll just, you know, go to real estate school because, you know, that was a sign from God anyway. Like, <laughs> girl. And the police, I was like, man, I really hope you don't get I was like, I mean, no worries if I do because I'll figure it out. I'll All go to right. real estate school. So, Yeah. <laughs> The optimism teeters the line of delusional, I think, yeah. when you have that safety net. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. I didn't get the charge, y'all. Get the case like Rocky. What up? <laughs> so, we kind of touched on it, but making your kids pay rent. I know I would give my mom, she asked me to pay the cable bill. Mm-hmm. It's like 150 bucks. Fine, no big deal. And then if something would happen to go wrong with the house, we would just split it. That was our arrangement. So mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I, I'm not against making your child pay rent because I do think they need to understand that there's going to be certain bills that mm-hmm. are never going to go away. You're always going to have electric. You're always going to mm-hmm. have water. You're always going to have those bills that are every single month. Um, but I do feel like parents who overly charge their parents or overcharge their kids for rent is ridiculous. I can go out and go pay six hundred dollars right and have my privacy and have my freedom right. and do whatever the fuck i want to do right without you being in the next room mm-hmm. right. so i think when you start to see parents who when do you that, gouging your kids I think that that's a problem in that type of situation it's like I, I would rather my kids be able to stay with me and be able to like you said save their money have a plan right. not necessarily just paying rent yeah. right mm-hmm. and i know like for my parents like my mom struggles but i would never know mm-hmm she won't like now she talks to me about stuff but like you know when I'm staying there I would never know that she was late on a bill or she couldn't pay something or she was taking care of X, Y, and Z by herself because she would never let me Mm -hmm. know yeah Mm -hmm. and that's Um, like the different dynamics I think another important thing that we have to keep in mind is sometimes parents aren't doing this because they want to it's more they have to it's a means of survival you know maybe you know you had to get a job at 16 years old because you know you're the oldest of five siblings and it's a one-parent household and my you know you want those nice shoes those nice Jordans you want this and that in order for this to work you have to have a job and you have to contribute to the household because unfortunately you know we're in poverty you know and this and it could be very unfortunate and it is unfortunate you know but i think that's something that we should keep in mind when we're having these conversations that sometimes it's not that the parents want to do this they have to as a means of survival Mm -hmm. so there was um an article that dario found um and the headline was, white families have nearly 10 times the net worth of black families, and the gap is growing. And 
I'm just going to pull a small part of this. It said the median net worth of white families, nearly 10 times the size of blacks, nearly one in five black families have zero or negative net worth, twice the rate of white families. So I think for me, that just goes to show that it's what we said. White families are providing their kids with the opportunity to save, Mm -hmm. to understand how to build their credit, Mm -hmm. to invest. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have, you know, lack of a better term, old money amongst Mm -hmm. white people, Mm -hmm. you know, generations of Mm -hmm. um, families that have owned a company or owned land or owned Mm -hmm. something, and that money is just still carrying on. So, like I said, I think it shows the difference between what, a white household is doing versus a black household. Mm-hmm. I think now we are getting to a place where you have a more quote unquote woke group yeah. of people that right. now we understand we need to the set value our kids of dollars, up right? Yeah, with IRAs and mm-hmm. invest mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think we're heading in the right direction, but I think it shows that Take up until time. now, mm-hmm. you know, there was a big difference and. White people, so to speak, were just moving a lot smarter. Right. And I think we also have to take into account, like, just the systematic oppression and the fact of the poverty. Like, a lot of times there's still people now going to school in 2018, African-Americans, where are they are the first generation to graduate from high school. Right. That's still a thing. Yeah. Like, and, and it's even still a thing that these are, in 2018, you still have first generation of um, college graduates or even someone attending stepping foot on a college campus where you have, um, when you go to a white family, oh, their great, 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 great grandfather, you know, right. attended college. So it's it's a completely different thing. So I think we have to keep that in mind as well. And then, of course, you know, you have the systematic racism and prejudice Everything, that yeah. does, that takes, that puts us at a disadvantage. And then, unfortunately, you, your parents can only teach you what they know. Right. Yeah. They can't teach you more than what they know. It's unfortunate because a lot of times I deal with kids on a daily basis and I sometimes go into, you know, or I meet with these families and the child before, like I said at the last episode, the child before they're even born, while they're in their mother's room, they're already at a disadvantage. They're not getting the prenatal care that they need. They're they're like the seventh child that is being born into this family and unfortunately it's a poverty stricken family and they are unable to even take care of the first two, let alone the next floor and let alone this child that, you know, the mother is pregnant with. So it's like sometimes, unfortunately, and that's a common thing within the black community before you step out in this world, you're already 10 steps back. Right. Whereas a lot of times, you know, the narrative for white families is a lot of different. You go to college, you find your, your, spouse your future spouse in college right you marry you have kids you have enough kids your kids are planned you know and your kids are um they're planned and you know you you're not going to have more kids than you can financially afford you're not going to marry someone that's not you're going to marry the same which is now a new term where you're going to marry someone with it within your own socioeconomic status like boom there you are it's set up now I am proud because African-Americans, we are starting to try to do that, but we still can't take back the fact that it's still a lot of systematic oppression. It's still a lot of things that no matter what we fight or what we do, we're still going to be behind. Right. So 
little ratchet girl had to get <laughs> <laughs> little ratchet mommy had, had to come up with it. <laughs> you getting deep today? <laughs> but no, but still. I think we have to take into account of that and generational wealth and things like that that we yeah. just don't think just, about. Yeah, I think it's just a part of the generation generational curse, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Because, like you said, they don't know any better. Yeah, they don't. But, but they then don't. it's like at some point somebody has to step up and like, all right, somebody. I know this is what I was taught and this is what I was told, but let's do things different. Right? Yeah. yeah, I agree, and I do feel like it's a, getting a little bit better with each generation. But it's I like agree. it just depends on where mm-hmm. you at in this generation. Like for us. We felt like we were maybe enabled a little bit. So now we can come up with a solution to where our children aren't as enabled as we are, but we're still providing them, you know, financial security. Right. And then our kids will do the same with their kids and so forth on. So I agree. So this was one thing I put on the outline and I felt like it was a good thing to talk about the whole mentality of what goes on in this house stays in this house. I feel like, um, Taking it back to a race perspective, white people understand the importance of going to therapy. Mm-hmm. I feel like black families, we're just now getting to that place mm-hmm. where we're able to recognize something as a mental illness mm-hmm. and deal with it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with things like abuse. I know a lot of people, and this was something that was brought up on the Green Room podcast Someone could be sexually assaulted as a mm-hmm. child dealing mm-hmm. with the boyfriend or mm-hmm. the girlfriend of mm-hmm. a parent, and it's never spoken of. Mm-hmm. You tell your parent, they don't address it. Mm-hmm. I think that's something. And again, it's not to say it doesn't happen in every race, but right. I'm a black woman, so I'm right. going to speak from a black perspective that, again, we have this whole mentality of what goes on in this house stays in this house, or mm-hmm. you need to pray it off. You mm-hmm. need to pray about mm-hmm. it. Um, I think that that is terrible mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. because you can't heal and again it goes back to the whole generational curse you mm-hmm. can't teach your kids something that you weren't taught mm-hmm. um another thing we had touched on in that show was the whole um Iyanla fixed my life the girl was raped by her brother and he ended up dying i didn't watch the episode but he ended up dying from like sickle cell and mm-hmm. it came out after he died and the oldest sister didn't know that it was going on. And then another sister goes in to say how she was abused. And then the mom said that she was abused. So everybody in this whole family it's has just been sexually circle. abused. Right. Yes. And was just walking mm-hmm. like it was normal, mm-hmm. moving like it was normal. Nobody. Mm-hmm. It, it just was something that mm-hmm. it just happens. That's what happens in this family. Right. Like, that's not OK. No, that's not OK. So I feel like, like I said, we are now in a place where black people are starting to understand that. Um, mental health is very important. Like, I feel like there was a time where a person could be dealing with bipolar disorder, depression, Mm -hmm. anxiety, Mm -hmm. and all you get from it is you need to stop crying about everything. You need to figure it out. Yeah. Um, You know, just that whole, it's not that serious Mm -hmm. mentality. Yeah. And I think, again, it's a terrible way to look at it because we're, again, setting our children up. Mm Mm-hmm. To where they can't deal with it. Yeah. I I think it's very important. And you did touch on a lot of topics that I think is very prevalent within the African-American home. Um, The pray it off. The pray about it thing. Um, I can tell my that sometimes where we kind of disconnect because I'm like, hey, you know, I'm feeling like X, Y, Z. Well, you got to be mentally strong, baby girl. I'm like, okay, well, right now I'm having a weak ass moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
It's no prayers. It's going to maybe it's going to sue me for the minute. Maybe it'll come through. Maybe it won't. Because there's been a lot of times I prayed and not all of them have been answered. So I'm having a weak moment. I don't have the ability to be mentally strong right now. Yeah, I like to say it. It feels good if you keep on saying it. But sometimes that's just not the reality of the Mm -hmm. situation. And I think that is very prevalent in the African-American community. We need to be able to validate our children and their feelings and their emotions. And we need to be able to give them that voice and that safe space to when they are when they are feeling some type of way, they can come to you and be vulnerable because a lot of times you can't be vulnerable in a black household. And I get it in a sense because I feel like they're trying to prepare you for the outside world where there is no vulnerability with it. You aren't allowed to be black. You got to, you know, have this strong face and you can't have any weak moments. But there needs to be a safe haven for our black kids, for our black where you can just say this is I'm having a fucked up day or this happened and it's fucked up. And don't get me started on when those sexual like when kids are being sexually abused and molested, because a lot of times it's just pushed underneath the rug is swept underneath the rug as that's just what you know it's just that's the perv uncle or that's the you know it happens to me too it's like well well shit you if you experience it you should know how it feels and you should make sure that i'm safe from it if anyone should understand but a lot of times i don't think within the black family it's just like mm, that's what it is and if i want to put also in the chat um in our group thing how the way black parents talk to their children Mm -hmm. as well like and I'm sure, you know, like you've said before, we can only talk within the black community. But a lot of times we don't a lot of times. We don't speak up our children. It's yeah. always you stupid ass mother. Like and I cringe when I see people do that to their kids. And I know that it's just the way that they express themselves emotionally. But that's another thing that we have to work on within our community is speaking your child up like don't you can't call your child stupid you can't call your child dumb and I know you're maybe upset and you're expressing yourself in the moment but we have to come up with better ways to talk to our children yeah and then we wonder why you have these children and they grow up to be these toxic adults because that's all they've had in their life all they've been fed is this this toxic way of living so yeah I agree with that I know like for me like my parents have never really been there for me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so I always, like, I never really understood when I try to come to my mom to just, like, talk to her about what I'm going through, what I'm dealing with, or just for somebody to just listen. It's, I always get that, you know, you got to toughen up mm-hmm. or you can't be crying, you can't be mad about this and that, like, mm-hmm. figure it out. So that was always an issue for me at home, just feeling like I really had nobody to talk to. And so now I feel like, as an adult, I never really want to open up to people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. So I, I, I feel like I try to be different with my kids. Like, at first, it was kind of like, what you crying for? Like, right. stop acting like that. You're a boy, blah, blah, blah. Right. But now I'm just like, no, I want my kids to come talk to me. I want mm-hmm. my kids to know that they can be open and honest about their feelings. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's really all I have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, and Daryl touched on it because you do have boys, and this is something else that I put on the outline, is for people who have young men that they're raising, young boys that they're raising, the whole you're not allowed to cry mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. from early ages like two mm-hmm. sometimes one you know mm-hmm. what I mean not allowing kids to be a kid because this 
is actually not a man. Mm-mm. This mm-hmm. is a child. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think, again, it's something that's very terrible when, again, you don't allow your children to express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that they can figure it out in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You tell them not to cry, so then they grow up to be men who don't know how to express their emotions. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when it comes to dealing with a woman, mm-hmm. which brings us back to all of the dating issues that we talk about. Right, on here. exactly. Um, and not even a sense of how they treat a woman, but just being able to open up to your woman and say, hey, this is, you know, I'm not having a good day, or right. this is something that I'm struggling with. Men right. are not able to say or deal with the things that they're going through internally because mm-hmm. of that thing that they were taught when they were boys right. don't cry right. you a man yeah. suck it up shut suck the fuck up, up. right like, yeah, yeah literally I mean? at two years old and the kids uh, like i'm a man and, and, <laughs> I, and i thought about that like i've came across men who like they feel like opening up and expressing their feelings is a sign of weakness and mm-hmm. i'm just like how are we supposed to communicate or understand each other if you won't open up right and i'm just like i don't want my kids to be like that yeah so right. now i'm like all right you crying Tell me what's wrong. Right. Like, why are you crying? And they'll be like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, you need to tell me yeah, what's we're wrong. Gonna figure like, it I, out. Yeah, express yeah, yourself. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. And I know, like, I just, I know what people, because I'm not a parent. I know, especially, and I'm not a parent of black boys. So I understand you wanting to make sure your child doesn't express this vulnerability to the world. Because sometimes when you are vulnerable to the world, everyone doesn't care about you how I care about you as your mother. Right. So we need to be able to find a way where we can teach our children to be vulnerable, that this is a safe space, but to also understand that just because this is a safe space right here, when you go out into this real world, motherfuckers don't care how you feel. So I think it's important to be able to do both, to teach your children, okay, this is a safe space. I care. You can be vulnerable here, but at the same time, understand and know that everyone's not going to love and care about you like I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you need to use your discernment to figure out who is really there for you and who you can open up to. And I think if we raise not only our boys, but our women like that too, our little girls, then it could be, you know, we would be better off. Yeah. So, you know, I think as, and I don't have kids either, but, you know, I always use my God kids as an example. With all three of them, as early as them being old enough to talk, me, their mom, and their dad have, you know, We've been able to talk to them. They, as early as they were able to comprehend. Okay, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. What is the problem? Mm-hmm. You know, the the middle one when he gets really mad, he gets really mad. Like mm-hmm. he gets angry, and you can see it, and you have to calm him down. I'm good for taking him. Okay, what's going on? Right. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Why are you mad? Do you need a moment? Mm-hmm. The baby, he's only two, about to be three. He gets mad, starts crying, showing up, mm-hmm. count to ten. Yeah, he'll sit there and he'll count to ten. Are you okay now? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and like you said, it's important to speak to your kids a certain kind of way. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, I've seen it and it turns my stomach. The whole calling your kid, calling your daughter a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Calling mm-hmm. your, like you said, calling your son stupid. Different things like that. Like, and people don't realize again, it's something that carries on into adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, a, a, I feel feel like right now, if I sat and thought about things as early on as I could possibly remember what traumatic you know events happened to me how it plays into how I am as a woman so Mm -hmm. you know I just I think that we have to be very mindful of the the children and how we raise them and even you know not as a parent as a godmom or an auntie or whatever the case may be Mm because it it, it still takes a village very much so absolutely so I think that's something that we again have to be very mindful of is what we're instilling into our kids and making sure that they first and foremost Feel the love. 
Absolutely. And, and even what we show them, because I feel like because I have all this anger, I may get mm-hmm. frustrated mm-hmm. or yell and then my mm-hmm. kids see it. So then when they're mad, they get frustrated and yell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like you have to be mindful of that, too. And just don't underestimate them, because there's been times where like my three year old has said something. I just be like, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. I'll be thinking he doesn't know or he doesn't comprehend. He'd he be knowing he shit. And I'll be like, yeah. what the fuck? He's, like, I think parents just naturally underestimate their children because you're like, yeah. You don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. You don't. You're, you're not inside their head. Yeah. You know. You don't know what they're able to comprehend. But I just think we should. I would rather you overestimate what they understand than you underestimate what they right. can understand. Yeah, because they pick up on stuff. Oh fast. yeah, so kids quick. are so smart. So quick, and that's what I tell people. We don't give them enough credit. Mm-hmm. Just like the whole standing in something for the kids. I hate that idea because mm-hmm. all you're doing is showing them is how to be in a fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That, that's all you're teaching them they yeah. know yeah. they know when mommy and daddy aren't they happy. know kids like, kids don't have any business so they are minding yours yeah it seems like it's good for them because they want us to be together but at the same time like you said they know I'm not happy yeah I would rather my kids know that I'm happy because I'm a better person for myself and for them when I am happy yeah. and if that means I can't be with you then so be it exactly yeah. and it, I think when kids see their parents doing that and exerting that amount of strength because it's harder to it's harder to leave than it is to say it's mm-hmm. easier i feel like to stay you know then they when when things come their way where they have to make a decision of where they're going to put their happiness they're going to prioritize their happiness over other things and they're like you know what i need to make sure i'm good yeah i need to i'm just not going to suffer through because i feel like i'm obligated to or because right. i feel like i have to i'm going to make sure i am good because like you said you can't be a happy, healthy mother if you're not a happy, healthy person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, and to be quite honest, sitting here talking about this, I don't have any, I can't really remember any time seeing my parents together and seeing them happy. I know that there was times mm-hmm. that they were happy, mm-hmm. but I can't picture it in my mind. But the right. two things that stick out in my mind is when I was maybe three Mm-hmm. Me and my sister, we didn't have a phone at the time. I don't know why. My parents got into it two times in that week to the point where we had to call the cops on them. My dad threatened my mom telling her he was going to shoot her. Oh, my gosh. And I was three. So right. that's what I'm saying. Staying together for the kids don't mm-hmm. help the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, no. It don't. Like, there's no reason why, th- why I should be able to remember at three years old, mm-hmm. my dad telling my mom he was going to shoot her. My mom getting ready to walk out the house, and I'm on the potty crying for my mom because I think she's going to leave me. Right. Like, yeah, there's no way. And now that you say that, I feel like I don't remember anything from my parents except for that one fight that they got into and when they ended things. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I'm sitting here trying to think. I'm like, I got nothing. Like I can't. Yeah. And then, like I said, it's not to say that they probably weren't in good times, but I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I said, I think we just got to show our kids better. And this was a really good one. This the last thing um, that we want to touch on as far as the topic is teaching our daughters to be housewives at a young age. I'm mad I couldn't find the post that I wanted to refer the, to. The lady was um, where what? she was teaching. She was like, "You talking about the the woman that was teaching her three year old daughter to do they the were dishes? washing dishes?" Yeah. And she said she was parent prepare her to be a housewife or some or shit. a wife or to be yeah. wifely duties. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it was very important because um, there was another topic that one of you guys or maybe I put in like Mm -hmm. just because you do X, Y and Z doesn't make you a good partner. This is a great instance of this. Just be you can cook. You can know how to cook your ass off. 
You can know how to clean from top to bottom. You can know how to serve your man and provide for your man. You you can know how to do all these things, all these acts of services. But if you are, if you're a toxic individual, like, or if you don't have shit figured out in your own world, you can't enhance anybody else's. And I think it's stupid to think that just because you know how to cook, clean, do, like I said, all these acts of service that you're going to be a good partner and thus that you are going to train your child to be a good wife one day for this arbitrary husband that we don't even know is even going to exist in your, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I think that is so much bullshit. And I think when my parents taught me or they told me, Hey Lynn, get in the kitchen or Hey Lynn, you need to clean the bathroom or, or Hey Lynn, you need to do X, Y, and Z. It wasn't because they wanted to teach me to be a quote unquote good wife. They wanted me to self survival. Yeah. It was a self survival skill. And responsibility. And I feel like I I don't want to raise my daughter to think that she's only good for being a housewife. Yeah. Right. Or that her main aspiration is to be a wife. Right. I think when people start to tie like their level of success and their aspirations to being a mother and being a wife, they end up getting in relationships for the sake of just checking this off their list. Mm-hmm. And then when you're just doing this just to do it, then you welcome the the possibility of you just being in a relationship that could be toxic, that could not be the relationship God, you know, intended on you to have just so you can be a wife and a mother. Yeah. Like if we were all like groomed to be, we by now we would have been in a relationship. And if y'all think back on all the motherfuckers y'all met in the past right. <laughs> seven years, imagine being married to one of the motherfuckers for the rest of your life. Right. Just off the strength of you needed to check this off your list. And I feel like when you have that in your mind, it's just like you tend to put that other person before you all the time. Then you mm-hmm. forget about your happiness. And then you forget about your you happiness. You ain't got none. And you don't have any. And that person at any point in time can wake up and be like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah, and you cooking and cleaning and waiting on a man's hand and foot ain't going to keep them. No. And I think that, I think w- moving forward, we need to teach our children, like, it's more than these acts of service that keep somebody in a relationship or being a good partner you know like that doesn't make you you can i remember i was talking to um an ex of mine and i was like yeah because i woke up in the morning uh at 7 a.m i didn't have to be at work at 9 a.m and i would cook you breakfast lunch and dinner he was like lynn it's not about that i can get anybody to do that for me right that's, that's what not I'm saying you. That's you, not what it's about. It's the other shit made you a be a good clean, woman, clean house. But you ain't telling her how to tap into a man spiritually. Yeah, if that's what that man needs, needs like right. It don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like, and I think yeah. I, that when I saw that post, I just looked at her like I felt bad for the little girl. But I mean, she'll find a like minded man, so it'll work out in her favor. Yeah. But it's like the fact that that. I, I allow people to do themselves, but I just feel like when you're pushing it on your child, now it's not you doing yourself, it's you're pushing this agenda on this innocent child. Yeah. I think I think as far as young girls are concerned, I think that I would want to be the type of parent to teach my daughter to go after whatever she wants to do in mm-hmm. life and not um, center her life around a boyfriend or a relationship mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a male period. Because mm-hmm. again, one of those things as early as you can remember, 
little girls like to play house mm-hmm. with a mommy and a daddy mm-hmm. and in elementary school we got these little boyfriends mm-hmm. and shit like that like mm-hmm. it, Throughout life, it's always something surf, surface, or excuse me, circling around a man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Absolutely, and you lose yourself in that. Like I know someone who it was so much she wanted to do with her life, and then she met somebody, and the only thing she wanted to do at that point was have a baby. It was forget mm-hmm. about Everything all of these else. dreams I had and all of these things I wanted Don't to accomplish. Take a second. Yeah. It is. It went all out the mm-hmm. window. It's not to say kids aren't a blessing because they are, but it was like you lose yourself along the way, mm-hmm. and you don't even. That's not something you can control. If you'll find a husband and have a baby, and that's another show that we were going to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't ever reach that goal of marriage and children, are you going to be happy? Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think we should teach our daughters to do more self-fulfilling things if you want to travel the world travel the world if you want to go to school go to school if you want to open a business open a business i agree completely you know what i mean and understand that yes you can want it you Mm -hmm. may not get it Mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt to try for it but don't let that be make or break for you right i i think that is so important we have to teach our children our daughters specifically that what is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to achieve? And not to let their happiness revolve around men or a person. Yeah. Or, you know, like, that's so important. Like, I have a best friend. My best friend, like, she, ever since I met her, she was going to be a doctor. That was, like, when I, for the first moment I met her. And I feel like, whereas I had dreams and aspirations, I was in relationship or I put a lot of my energy and she would get upset with me. And she said, Lynn, if you just would like, I hate that you are just putting so much energy into this relationship and you should be focusing. And I was in college. Like you need to be focusing on your career. Like this is what's going to sustain you in the long run, not this relationship. But you know, I was emotional and I was so caught up in this relationship. Whereas, you know, she graduated Within four years and the day the day after I attend her graduation ceremony from um, as um, from our bachelor, our undergrad, I got a letter getting kicked out of school because I would miss school and I'd be crying. I'd be sick and I, I can't blame anybody else. I can blame my emotions. But I was like, damn, you know, and then still I still try to get back on track and try to figure it out. I got back into school. But then at this point, you know, I'm still dealing with different emotions of different men. I still like wanted so badly to be in a relationship but she had her focus and she was able to achieve that and now she's a doctor you know and it's just that different level of things like in the relationship that I was pining over crying on the couch about long gone but the trauma and the everything still exists still exists so I think it's so important like I don't know how I don't know if it's just a mental chemistry how we're wired women to just be these you know people that just love love and will go to the ends of the earth for it but we have to moving forward wire our daughters to be different yeah because ain't no men letting no pussy stop the show okay they bought their coin more than they bought anything i agree the man won't date until he got his money together (laughs) yeah he ain't leaving work for your ass yeah he, he sure, damn sure ain't gonna marry you until he feel like he find that's that's a big until thing he financially until financially where he wants to be yeah he's not so. gonna look at you oh yeah I remember in my last relationship, I'm, you know, we talking about marriage mm-hmm. and all the good things, ring shopping, but I'm like, all right, it ain't happened. Well, financially, we're not. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean we're not there? Now, yeah. What are we ring shopping for? Yeah. What are we talking about it for? Yeah, but a yeah. girl, it don't matter. So I don't know. We're going to 
gonna struggle together. We gonna get yeah. this. We gonna have a pot to piss in and a window to close. And she gonna, but you and gonna, but, but she, she gonna, gonna be worried about a nigga. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, it is crazy. It's sick, sick, and, and sick game. It's just to a point where, like, I'm scared to have a daughter at this point because I feel listen. like I'm still going through the emotions and I'm still recovering from all the things that I fucked up trying to put a man first and build my life around a man. I can't teach my daughter shit right now. Like, right? I, I, yeah. I don't want a daughter. And right now, I have sisters, so I'll be trying to, but they don't want to listen. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. so I think that was the last thing we got. So I'm going to jump into this story time real quick because um, we running behind schedule. I'm going to just make it short. So if you go out on one date with somebody mm-hmm. and you text nothing too hot, nothing too heavy, you forget to text the person back. You wake up to a paragraph about how you don't know how to communicate and this person really wanted to try with you and... um you know, you could have just said that you fell asleep, but you know, if you really like me, then you would have said something. You wouldn't forgot. You wouldn't have forgot to text me. Blah 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 blah. So, how do we feel about that? Like, I'll be annoyed, crazy, because, too much, too soon. Yeah, too much, too soon. And also, I know that I can be texting you one minute, fall asleep, wake up hours later, and they're like, "Oh, continue the conversation." I can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I really fall asleep, I legit fucking fell asleep, and you just need to accept that. I think that would be one of those red flag things. If I was the guy, that would what I I would consider that a red flag because it's like this is way too much too soon. Yeah, yeah. you know. So and that alone would no. Like you're, she's too. She's not emotionally stable. Stable <laughs> for a relationship. You know, and I feel like she's experienced some past trauma where she is like on edge for no reason, yeah. and she needs to deal with that before trying to get in a relationship. I agree. All right. Well, that was our story time. Short, sweet, to the point. <laughs> I know. We were some um, chatty Cathy's today. <laughs> it was a good show. Yeah, it was a really good show. I don't think we... I feel like we're forgetting to say something. Not necessarily pertaining to the topic, but just something we should be saying. I don't know. No? No, we got shit to talk about outside of the show. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, follow us on our social media. Our Twitter is Take, take Control, Control Pod. Pod. Instagram <laughs> is Take Control Podcast. Our Facebook group is Take Control Podcast. Our email is Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. We will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.